0: Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We are grateful to the Lord God for this opportunity that we can gather and read His word even today. I love the Lord God Almighty, a faithful God in my life. We are reading the word of God and we are hearing what the Lord is saying to us today so we can get strength to move on this journey to heaven. Today's title is Living Above Curses." Living Above curses, and we shall read the Bible from the second book of Samuel, chapter 16, we shall start from verse 5, and we'll go down to verse 14, and I will read, As King David approached Bahurim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shimei, son of Gera. Uh, his name was Shimei, son of Gera, and he cursed as he came out. He pelted David and all the king's officials with stones, though all the troops and the special guard were on David's right and left. As he cursed, Shimei said, "Get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel." The king, the Lord, has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son, Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a murderer. Then Abishai, son of Zeruah, said to the king, Why should this dog Should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? Let me go over and cut off his head. But the king said, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zeruah? If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, Curse David, who can ask? ask, Why do you do this? David then said to Abishai and all his officials, My son, my, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. How much more than this Benjamin? Leave him alone. Let him curse for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will look upon my misery and restore to me his covenant blessing into his curse today. So David and his men continued along the road while Shimei was going along the hillside opposite him, cursing as he went and throwing stones at him and showering him with dirt. The king and all his people with him arrived at that destination exhausted, and there he refreshed himself. I remember one time uh, earlier in my life when we just completed university, we were graduate uh, without a job but fortunately we got a temporary job it was a survey and we were quite, quite a group of us we were in different groups and we were in a group of 5 then we decided amongst ourselves you know gentlemen uh, let us just start a research company and try to see if we can make some ends meet out of it and maybe leave. And we agreed and was, uh, in that time in my country, you could not register a company without going through a lawyer. So you had to approach a, a lawyer who would help you register a company. So as we approached this particular lawyer whom we had, some of us knew, know him from university, He talked to us and he was happy of what we wanted to do. But as we discussed the logistics and what we wanted to do, we didn't agree on some of his terms. And then we decided there and then, no, it's not a good thing. But I think he sensed that we are now uh, getting into a negative uh, uh, direction. We were not going to engage him. And then he said to us, I doubt your intelligence, guys. You see, to me, that meant something. It came to my mind and I thought, this guy, we've just been talking with him for the past 10 minutes and now because we've been chatting with him, he thinks he can judge our intelligence based on this. And really, is he that smart enough to judge our intelligence or just because we don't agree to what he's saying? We have written exams, tests, and we've made so many decisions in life. The fact that we're here is because we've made intelligent decisions. Who is he to tell us that he's doubting his intelligence? Is our intelligence so we just decided no let's not engage him and we went out and we approached another law- lawyer who registered our company and it was successful i'm coming back to the story here we have a man by the name of shimei we have to understand his position he was from the royalty from the family of soul as we read in the book this is just not a nobody, but he is somebody from the reality. He knew reality and he was part of the family. So he regarded themselves as the right people or as the people who will rule. Under normal circumstances, a king comes from the same family. Now, David was not from, the, from Saul's family, he was someone who was just outside of the family. He had been appointed by God, just anointed by God. If we read the Bible in the first book of Samuel, chapter 16, verse 12 to 13, that's where we get the first anointing of David by God as a king. He used his priest to anoint him as king, he called him from the field just to anoint him and make him king. If you can note, that was an anointing that was private. The Bible says, And verse 13, immediately he was anointed. When someone had just poured the oil from that horn, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So in other words, David started to make decisions differently. He started to do things differently because now he was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. It was not just him. So we get to understand that God anoints his people sometimes privately. There are people that God has chosen to do his work privately. They might not be the rightful people according to our eyes, but he has chosen those people that these are the people who are going to fulfill my will or my purpose on this earth. However, we also read in the second book of Samuel chapter 2, verse 4, that there was the second anointing where it was public. So it is not all the anointings or all the appointments that are public, but some are private there between you and God because he wants to achieve whatever he does. And then he also anoints you in public where everyone will see, now, Thou, now now so and so is this, and so and so is this, or so and so is this. But now what we know is that David knew his position. He knew that he was now a king. God had made him a king. He even made or arranged his training. God did that. When God allowed the spirit to come on Saul, such that David would be called to play the harp, he was learning how or what it means to be a king because he was just a shepherd and from a family that is not from the reality. Now, who are these people that we see today as Shimei? The people who qualify, who think they are righteous, and they qualify to do things. We do have shimmies today in society, in church, anyway. These are people that think they qualify to be what they are. These are the people who think they understand everything, and this is how things they have to work. This is how things have to come to shape and how things have to work. But God does not work that way. He has his own people. That he uses to fulfill his purpose. These are people who are righteous in their own eyes. It can also include even people in the church. God can appoint someone to work in church to do something. And when that person tries to show up what God has put in him, they say, no, we don't do it like this. And no, 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 no. And they rebuke or they curse that person, and that person is demotivated. But I will tell you more about what God is doing. It can also be the congregation not wanting to accept what the Lord is saying to them, because God speaks, and He can even use His His people, His the pastor to preach, but the people can say, "No, this is not deserving." So there are people who curse people for whatever reasons that they are. But I want to. Go, go down to, uh, to the cursing. Maybe if I can just take uh, uh, John 15 verse uh, 16. The Bible talks about Jesus Christ taking, telling his disciples that, I have chosen you and appointed them to go and bear fruits and fruits that will last. They have been appointed by God. They are people that God has appointed for his particular purpose. And we have to respect that. Let's not be Shimei who says, No, a person who does this or a person who has to pray is somebody who has this reputation. Somebody can be saved now, and that person turns to Christ. If God wants to use that person, you have to allow him to work. Now, what is the purpose of a curse? Because Shimei cursed. David. If we define a curse, it is a solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone. In other words, you realize that whatever this person is doing is too big or is too mighty for me or is too strong, if I can use that word, and then you say, no, it's beyond me. Let me just Invite the supernatural to deal with him. Just deal with the situation. It's beyond me. And the divine will deal with him. The intention is that the divine will do something that is negative, that will harm you or that will sort you such that you do things right. That was the, that's the purpose of a curse. When they curse you, they expect that the divine will just correct you in a way that will make you to never again make that decision. But what is the purpose here? If you look at the Bible, the purpose, or she may believe that David was running away from Absalom because of what he had done, killing other people and taking the authority by being king in Israel. So he he believed that what was happening was a result of that. Sometimes people will curse you because they believe what is happening in your life is because of what you have done. Look at the situation. This was the most vulnerable time or painful time in the life of David. He even says, this is where his son, my very own son, I'm running away from him. I'm running away from my very own son son not to kill me. And then she may come cursing him he looks at the time to him yes this is happening because of this there are people that will find you in a very very painful situation where you are so vulnerable you are so low in your life and they are talking will not encourage you you lost a job and they come you know what you lost a job because you didn't tithe your marriage is in rocks. You are challenged. And they come, they say, A-ha. you didn't pray when you, you, you were choosing a partner. See, this, this happens in your life because you chose the wrong person. I think you've heard even some of the prophets saying you married the wrong person. These are people who will come when you are so low in your life instead of giving words of encouragement, they look at it from a perspective of it happens because of what? Yes, of this and this and this. Maybe because you acted wrongly, because you did what? But what I like is David's attitude. That is what is very important, his attitude, David's attitude. David had a positive attitude. He knew who God was in his life. What God does in his life. He knew that the victory that he had over the people or the kings he has, he has killed, or the people, uh, all the people that Shimei was setting he was blastthirsty for, the victory has been through God. God has given him the victory, and he knew he was the rightful king. He did not have to doubt. That he was in the wrong place you don't have to doubt of your situation because god has allowed you to happen i want to explain this to you god knows everything that happens in our life he will not allow you to be tempted above your circumstances he will he knows every everything if you read the bible in psalm 139 it reveals god's perfect knowledge of man all things we go through god knows I will draw the example of Job, the book of Job. The devil had to seek permission to tempt Job. It just did not happen. Things that don't just happen in our lives as Christians, they don't just happen. God knows it all. He knows it all and he has the power to control it. He has the power to direct it. He knows it all. Now, if you understand that in your life, everything that happens, regardless of how how painful it is, like in David's situation, it was a painful situation, God knew the situation. So God knows your pain. That's why it's important to cry to God because he knows the situation you are going through. And he understands it's better. So we serve a God who cares for us. So know very well that you are under God's guidance each and every day. The Bible says he sends his angels to watch over you. I think that's Psalm 139, that they will watch over you just to make sure you are protected. There is this verse that is popularly quoted in Zechariah chapter uh, two, verse eight, that says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, he sent me after glory to the nations which blunder you, For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. In other words, as Christians, we are the apple of God's eye. So he cares dearly for each and every individual. Maybe all the 6 billion or 7 billion of people on this earth. Each and every individual, God knows what is happening in his life. That's what makes him God. He knows everything that has happened in your life. In the life of the person next to you, in the life of the person on your right, on your left, on your back, in front, anywhere, he knows and he cares for each and every individual. That's the mighty God that we serve. So if you understand that God knows everything I mean and I'm going through, you will view life differently. That's the position David was in. He viewed life differently because he understood that God was in control. His response shows that he understood that God would have allowed him to do this. If God wouldn't have allowed him, he couldn't have cursed him. But he had allowed him to curse him because he he, he knew God knows it. So what he says is that maybe God will change, uh, restore my misery, which is the misery from running away from my child, to victory, to a blessing instead of the curse today. So David viewed this thing as a challenge or he viewed it as something that was going to change his situation and he allowed it to happen in his life because he understood that God is in control. You might be going through something and people are speaking words that are not building or encouraging or giving you hope but know this god knows everything you are going through and he has allowed it to come to your life just keep holding on the devil's purpose for cursing is to make you make you feel rejected feel useless reject what God has anointed you for because he had anointed David as king. So the purpose was to make him feel that he's not the rightful king and go out and actually, if possible, leave his kingship. The other thing was to silence him because as the person speaks these words, the Bible says here he was even throwing stones. These were literal stones, but there are people who throw stones in the lives of people. They just throw stones. And when stones hit you, it's not a pleasant thing because stones hit maybe with a corner and it hurts in your spirit. You get hurt. People are hurt. We get hurt. Not in the physical, but your words can hurt my spirit and I can be down. So the purpose for Shimei was to silence him. This happens because This is what we've done, and it is right according to his eyes. But I like David's uh, view. His view was God has allowed him to say whatever he's saying. Let me keep going and put my trust in God. If you look at the duration of the cursing, that's one also important thing. If you read the whole text that we've just read, uh, you realize that this was not something that was once of it. Just, it uh, Shimei did not just come and shout and then throw the stones and the dust and leave. But he was there for some time. They walked. The Bible says, What is the verse? I think it is verse 30. Uh, so David and his men continued along the road while Shimei was going along the hillside opposite him, cursing as he went and throwing stones at him and showering him with dirt. So in other words, maybe if it's a mile or kilometer, two kilometers, three kilometers, Shimei was able to do that for a long time. A long time, shouting the curses. The Bible doesn't stipulate the curses he was saying and throwing those stones and that does to show that he was not accepting David as king, whatever was happening was good according to Shimei because he was a murderer, David, because David was a murderer. And he continued doing that. But what I like about David about David and his men, the king and all his people with, his, with him arrived at their destination. In other words, Regardless of all this man was saying, those stones he was throwing, all those, those were physical stones. I believe the words were more strong. The curses were more strong than just physical stones. They were hurting as he had. You killed so and so. This is what you are. And all those things. And David would re- remember some of the things and see the victory God had given him. And then he continued in his worry. As people curse you, discourage you to do the ministry that God has given you or the task that is ahead, because this does not only happen to people who are in church, it also happens in society where people have classified you that you will be this and you will be useless. According to them, they don't see you achieving anything. They don't see you being something. These are people who, when they see things happening to, in your life, I will say painful things happen in your life, they recall your life before and see it as a result of the bad things that happened or that you did. Whilst that may be true, but you should know if you have confessed before God and you are in the right standing with God, you have to allow God to work on you, to work on you. But you have to continue working. Because what is dangerous is that if David could have just fought that man and killed him, or he could have accepted whatever he was saying and then stopped uh, whatever he was pursuing, he wouldn't have reached his destination. But he continued until he got into his destination. There is a destination that you should get into. And when you get to this destination, <coughs> I'm sorry, you have to rest. You have to rest in that destination. So you should know that God is involved in your life. Whatever those people curse you with and they say to you, that is discouraging, that wants to silence you, that wants to make you feel useless in your life, don't accept it, but keep walking with God. Now, I want to come to what's the end of our sermon today. You are a person. God has anointed you. He might have done it publicly or he has done it privately. But you know exactly what God has said you should do and what you are. Maybe you are a prayer warrior. Maybe you are a pastor. Maybe you are a teacher of the word. Maybe you are a if we are listing spiritual things, but even in the social life, God has given you tasks and anointed you to do a specific task on earth. Maybe He has anointed you to create things that we need to serve Him or to work with on earth. He has given you a lot of things. He has given you the mind to think. In the past, I preached about talents. God has given you all those things. He has anointed you for a certain thing because David was anointed not for preaching but to be a king. You have been given something that God wants you to do and use to achieve his purpose because it is his world and he wants his view or his dreams to be, adi- uh, to be fulfilled. Now, you know it, but there's been attacks. Close family attacks by people you love and people you've trusted. David trusted his son, Absalom. No one could not trust his very own son. But this was a person very close to him who betrayed him and he had to run away from him. You might be attacked or people by people you've trusted and you're running away from them. Maybe you've engaged them in the business or in whatever idea you had. You have been anointed for. And when you started working, they betrayed you and you ran away. Some of the people say, oh, you can see now, he's not successful because of this, because of this, because of this. He's not growing in ministry because of this, because of this. But know this, God knows what you are going through. He has allowed it to happen in your life. It is a training session. It's to Verify your understanding of the court because you have to know exactly what God has said to you and what he has put in your heart. We should know that. So regardless of the curses, the stones and the dust that is thrown at you, that did not deter you for my purpose. We have to continue in the journey journey, as verse 14 says. You have to continue in the journey and arrive at the destination. The destination is the fulfillment of your vision, the fulfillment of what God wants you to achieve. And it is also the heavenly destination. On this earth, we will be attacked by different things, by different people that will challenge our walk with God. But what we have to do, We have to keep focusing on God and keep praising God and keep working with God. Regardless of what people say, whatever the curses they say, let's continue to work with the Lord. It is not something that will take, maybe it will be a once-off. There will be a shame that will curse you. It may be once-off as in one person continuing to do it over and over again, or it can be different people. But what is important is that it will occur not once, but over a period of time. What is important that you need to do is your focus. It is your focus. Focus on what you are supposed to do, what you have been anointed for. Focus on what God has sent you to do. this earth and you will reach your destination and when you reach your destination the Bible said they were refreshed the Bible says and there he refreshed himself at your destination you will be refreshed, you will be restored, you will regain your energy, you will gain your power and be yourself and be rejuvenated because you have kept the faith and continue to go on regardless of the opposition and the words that are hurting hurting that they have been saying to you. What am I saying to you today? I'm encouraging you to serve God. Regardless of what people say, just do what God has said to you. Just do what God has said to you, even on earth. If it is caring for the poor, just care for them. If it is caring for the sick, care for them. If God has given you a ministry, a task, and has anointed for you, and you can see you are doing it properly, and you know very well God has given you that, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And fulfill his mission. May God give you the power and the strength that you need to go regardless of the opposition of the stones and of the dust and of those words which are cursing you, that are discouraging you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for a word. Help my viewer and my listener. People have been saying things in his lowest lowest time in his life of discouragement. Give him strength and power to continue to work for you and to continue to do the task and to continue walking into the destination. And I know, God, you will make them grow in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May God bless you and may he give you the strength that you need. We hope to meet again when God allows us to. Thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.